0: The works of the Spirit turn people to faith. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good Monday morning, my friends. Uh, last week we left off in Acts chapter 9, verses 26 through 31, and we saw um, Saul in Jerusalem. Preaching and teaching the word of the Lord with boldness and having a great impact there. And uh, Luke left us uh, by telling us that the church throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria had peace and was being built up. They were walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit. They were growing, and that's a great thing. Um, I love to see the church growing. I love to see the movement of Christ Gaining momentum and having impact in the world. And um, that's never divorced from willing hearts to go into the Father's field of mission uh, to carry out the work. And that was true of the first century church as well. Uh, Today we're going to be focusing our attention on Acts 9, verses 32. Through thirty-five, and we get a little bit uh, a little bit of a break from Saul's story. And uh, since we're in Jerusalem in that area, uh, we're going to see uh, Peter come into frame today. Uh, but before we get into the text, let's go before the Father, Heavenly Father. We love you today. We thank you so much for this uh, beautiful sunny day. And uh, as I sit in my study. I am reminded of your faithful care and protection, uh, your love, your grace, your mercy. Father, I'm grateful for your healing touch in my life, and I am certain that uh, so many that listen to this program can say the same. And so, God, we give you great thanks and praise today because you're worthy of it, and we ask that you would teach us through your word as you're always faithful to do. In your name we pray, amen. All right, Acts nine thirty two through 35. Now, as Peter went here and there among them all, he came down also to the saints who lived at Lydda. There he found a man named Aeneas, bedridden for eight years, who was paralyzed. And Peter said to him, Aeneas, Jesus Christ heals you. Rise and make your bed. And immediately he rose. And all the residents of Lydda and Sharon saw him, And they turned to the Lord. Now, it is not infrequent in the book of Acts and in other New Testament accounts uh, that where healing and miracles take place, people come to faith. That's no surprise to us. That's a typical theme in the Bible. And there's something about the outward act of a miracle that provides a powerful witness. Uh, to the watching world. Um, It becomes an undeniable, quantifiable thing that they can wrap their minds and hearts around. They can say, well, God did this, and that allows me to put my faith in God. Um, And so there's a a faith that's born out of the miraculous things that uh, people see God doing, or the evidence of God's Spirit at work, um, but there's also faith that is born out of trust and hope and belief. And that is the faith that uh, Jesus says most uh, New Testament, or most believers post-New Testament um, will experience. Uh, God is still healing. God is still working. God's Spirit is still moving. Uh, But we don't often have these dramatic physical healings uh, in in the way that we saw in the New Testament. And so um, faith is born mostly today through the witness of God's faithful ones sharing their story, their testimony of God's work and healing in their lives. Um, And that tends to be the vehicle by which people come to faith today. But in this miraculous moment, um, Peter is coming through a town called Lydda. And there he encounters a man who has been bedridden for eight years. Uh, He's described as paralyzed. We don't know if he was paralyzed by way of an accident or uh, an illness. Uh, Nonetheless, he was paralyzed and bedridden for eight years. The man's name was Aeneas. And Peter encounters him. And says boldly to him in verse 34, Jesus Christ heals you. Now, that was not predicated on Aeneas. If you'll just have faith, Jesus Christ will heal you. (laughs) This is a bold declarative statement. He encounters Aeneas, he sees his situation, and he boldly declares to Aeneas these words, Jesus Christ heals you. Rise and make your bed. Now, there's no wiggle room here. This is a very definitive kind of a thing. And Luke tells us, immediately he rose. Um, I love Peter's boldness. I love the boldness the first century church had in believing that uh, Jesus was at work, that broken bodies and broken lives would be healed at the speaking of the name of Jesus, and they declared it. They didn't they weren't wishy-washy. They they weren't uh hedging their bets with prayers that sounded uh kind of mealy-mouthed and not uh confident. They believed with full faith that the broken would be healed. And that's exactly what happened here. Um, I'm not sure why we don't see God healing in these dramatic ways as vividly as the first century church Was experiencing these things. I am still convinced today that God is performing miracles of physical healing on bodies that are broken and in need. Um, There are inexplainable uh, medical mysteries that defy logic and defy any uh, reasonable doctor's explanation that are still happening today. And there is no doubt in my mind that the source of those healings and the source of those recoveries is none other than the the power of our great God at work through His Holy Spirit. No doubt about it. Um, But the frequency uh, is not as um, evident today. And I wonder if some of it is that um, lacking all other resources, uh, the people in this era of time had no other hope but for God to move and for God to heal and for God to do what God does. And I wonder if what's missing in our faith today is that desperation. If what's missing in our faith today is that sense that we have no other hope, uh, that we are putting all of our eggs in the Jesus basket and he is our all in all and we are calling on him for healing because we have no other place to go. And if there's something powerful in the exchange of that Uh, faith transaction between the believing person who's desperate for God to move and the God who loves them moving in a powerful way in their life nonetheless in this story Aeneas is healed praise God and uh, restored to his full health restored to his dignity as a man and was able to live hopefully, we don't know the rest of his story a full and productive life Uh, And faith came as a result of those who watched this amazing event take place. Um, I wonder how our lives are evidencing the great working of God and how faith is coming as a result of our shared testimony of the great works and great acts of God today. I hope that faith is coming on the basis of what people see in and out of our lives, coming in and out of our lives by way of our witness and testimony. And I pray for a mighty move of God in our midst that we too would see uh, these kinds of dramatic healings because we're desperate for God to move. Uh, and, uh, maybe it's physical healing, maybe it's spiritual healing, but dramatic life-changing healings nonetheless. God is still working. God is still moving. The Spirit is uh, every bit as powerful as he was in the first century church and so all the resources are available to us perhaps uh, the only thing missing is our desperation for God to do what God excels at doing and that is being who he is (laughs) all right my friends thanks for chugging along with me this morning and uh, God bless you as you continue walking in his grace and mercy